Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this special two-part episode of Pillows and Beer. I am Craig Conover, taking over for Austin Grohl. Also, still joined by with Nick Norris. Uh, what's up, Nick? What's going on, Craig? How are you doing? How's family life? Good, good. This is our last um, one of these, you know, for the foreseeable future. Austin will be back by next week. I hope you guys have been uh, having fun listening to a different dynamic on here. Um, I've been in Delaware, uh, as Nick just said. It is my happy place. Um, I got a couple happy places, but it just, it was great to go home. It wasn't rushed. Uh, it was nice time, you know, during the summer when Paige is working. Um, I have my weekends um, free. And so I just, I've been handwriting out my planner recently, Nick. I just can't keep up with all of the the apps and the electronic calendars, which are supposed to make your life easier. I just feel like a lot um, never, uh, what's it called like sync up like a lot of them don't sync up and i've just been having some issues with it so i went to staples and bought a little you know like eight by four planner and it's changed my life so i noticed i had a couple days free went to delaware um my cousins from both sides of the family were actually visiting overlapping my grandfather was there got to eat crabs christopher and his fiance anna came with some friends um Shout out the crabs to go where I get my crabs from home and Captain Max, but this time was crabs to go. Uh, swam in the pool with Ace and Kona, the Golden Retrievers, and uh, yeah, it was just an awesome time. Lay on the floor with the dogs. Um, watched the last night was the only night we had alone with my parents. So we watched the new Little Mermaid. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. I know everyone I've talked to has loved it for the most part. Uh, some people said it was a little bit long, but other than that, no, I, I like a lot of people enjoyed it. Easy watch. She's great. Um, good music. It's a lot of singing there. Apparently Paige watched it too, and she said a little too much singing for her taste, but um, there's a confession that I didn't tell her after watching it with my parents downstairs in order to fall asleep, I actually put it on again when I got upstairs. Did you put the new one on again or the old one? I was the new one. That. Oh, I was going to ask if you went and rewatched the old one to see if you could see a difference. I'll tell you, I didn't remember anything past her saving the boy and the old one. I started to think to myself and I was like, I remember the water scenes and I remember her selling her soul, but like, I forgot it was her voice to Ursula. But yeah. I do not remember her coming back on land in the original. Oh so. yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've been. I gotta go back and do a rewatch on a lot of those older Disney movies. Like, there's so many out there that I, you watch as a kid, and I just don't remember. I mean, the, but the live action was awesome. Like I said, she did great. He was fine, um, and. I didn't realize that my parents hadn't seen the live action Aladdin and I showed them the trailer and I was like, man, I forgot how awesome this one was too. So I'm, I'm a kind of a fan of the, the live action remake. Oh, see, I didn't like Aladdin. I know. I just, I guess I'm like, I love Robin Williams so much. I just couldn't like picture Will Smith as the, uh, genie. I think that was yeah. my issue. Well, I haven't, I don't like change that much either, but, oh, uh, it's been okay. Uh, I watched this weird, um, I think it's a new Pixar 
movie called Kraken, the little Kraken or something. Um, basically the Ursula becomes the good guy and the mermaid's the bad guy, but I fell asleep every time I put it on. That's not a good sign. What did you and Austin talk about? Um, we talked about a lot, obviously just his trip in Paris and everything. And then just some more of his travel type stuff. I guess they're going to a, they're probably already done with it. Obviously it's six hours ahead there, but they went to a burlesque show tonight and with his parents. Yeah, with every the whole family went. I did that in um, Paris once. But did you go with your mom? No. Yeah, see, like I, that's what I was saying. I don't know if I could do it with my mom and my sisters. I mean, it's not sexual, but it is. Like at the end of the day, they're they're naked, naked women. women. Yeah. yeah, and like when you're sitting there, you don't want to act like you're not looking like if my mom was there i'd be like look i'm just watching this show i'm not trying to stare at that girl three from the right who's clearly the prettiest one's boobs you know like i mean to each their own but i yeah some families are just 12 there or the age minimum is 12 which i mean it's france it's totally different over there obviously but yeah um, but like i just did it the other day when i was home at my parents we were watching a movie and i had forgotten that there was like you know, little bit of a sex scene. And like, I don't know if my parents pick up on this, but I purposely like, will find an excuse to leave the room. Like I'll go get popcorn or I'll act like I forgot something upstairs. Cause a lot of the movies that I watch with them, I I'm rewatching because I like watch, you know, everything yeah. as it comes out. And so I just think it's considerate and nice for everyone. If I leave the room, like no one's ever asked me to, but, um, or like if I'm on a plane and there's a sex scene in a movie, which I, I find it wild that they don't censor. I'm like, I always like skip, like I'll hit the the 15 second skip, but just to not make anyone else feel weird. Or maybe it's only me that feels weird. I mean, I don't necessarily feel weird in that. Like we watch Game of Thrones and stuff together and there's a lot of obviously nudity in that. <laughs> yeah, there is. But so like, that's not weird to me, I, I guess. But like you said, it's different in public because watching TV, you know, it's it's only there for like 30 seconds, but in an actual like burlesque type show or any type of thing like that, you're right. You're, you're going to, your eyes are going to go to like the hottest girl that you think is there. And well, I mean, everyone looked over, she'd smack me and go, stop staring. Nah, I just, yeah. To, you know, everyone's different. Um, but you know, when you would have like sleepovers with kids and like their families were, a little more close than yours like yeah i don't know i just remember that feeling we were that uh, family i think like now that i look back on it like like kissing on the lips oh no no okay no like we're joking, not like tom brady joking no, about like, like that like but, or like if parents would be like like talk about sex with their kids or something be like oh did you guys like go all the way or something you'd be like oh, whoa yeah. no, like, we're, we're, no, we were that bad uh but yeah so we're definitely parents like that um, there was always like the cool parents that had to be more like the kids than a parent kind of thing. Um, I mean, I just, you know, my one friend had divorced parents, um, and the parent that he saw less, you know, she would, she was the parent that would tell our parents we were staying over there for the night. So that was how my staying out partying days started. And so she'd pack us a cooler uh, on the back porch and had uh, a case of our case in Delaware is 30 beers. So we'd have a rack or a 30 case of 30, 30 Bud Lights and a handle of Captain Morgan's every Friday night. We would, 
we would go home from the football game. Everyone would get showered up, and we would pick up our cooler from the back porch. Yeah, there always were those parents that, especially you know, I'm assuming. Did you do beach week in high school? Uh, just senior week, we went down to Myrtle Beach, but that was our scene. That was senior year. Well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's like after we called it beach week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, senior year. Um, but you know, and the chaperones there just did not care at all. I oh, mean, you had chaperones. Yeah, well, because to rent the homes, you had to have parent yeah. an adult staying there. That oh, that was X, and you know they were partying with us. I, yeah, I was yeah. like, I guess this is cool, but at the same time, you know, I got a fifty-year-old mom that's hitting on half the guys here. <laughs> yeah, um, we. It was funny this weekend. We were sitting around the table. We probably had like ten of us eating crabs, and um, I mean, it's kind of where then what well, is exactly where the inspiration for our first pillow at Sewing south came from was the maryland blue crab because so many people have so many memories with crabs if you're from like that area of the yeah. country or have ever visited or anything yeah and so um we were talking about all the parties we had in high school because we had a, a cottage at the beach in fenwick which was 15 minutes from my parents real like main house regular house and in the off season you know, I was the first to start having parties there and I didn't think anyone knew, but I guess my dad did, but he was just happy that we weren't driving and being smart, but my mom had no idea. And then I got caught because his, well, some of his cleaning ladies came in that worked for him and were like, oh, the boys are at the house. But then when I got home from college one time, Christopher was like, hey dad, I'm having a party at the cottage. And I was like, wait, he doesn't even have to like try to hide it. Well, that's the thing. When you're the oldest, you're always the, you're the punching bag and then everybody else. Yes. They're like, well, we had to deal with Craig. And so then, so then when, uh, we sold that, my grandparents had passed away and we had like a beach out, like their cottage. And so Christopher and I, um, I would go there after bartending. Those are my college years and take friends. And I had some amazing memories. And one time I went there and Christopher was there with his friends and I was like, wait, you break in too. Cause we'd use our credit card to just like, yeah swipe the door um and so we were telling all these stories and my mom's like wait what she's like i didn't know any of this and my dad's like yeah for for, she was like i would have never slept and i would have never been able to lie to my siblings we're like yeah there was a reason why just it wasn't like being uh conniving we just knew you were bet you slept better not knowing and she's like you knew this to my dad and he's like yeah course but like so it's just funny so we chris had way more wild stories like you know he's like yeah my birthday party when i had a dj on our loft and the and my mom was like in our in our farmington house and i was like yeah i think i showed up to that party actually and my mom was like wait when did all of this happen so that's when christopher and i started to get closer was when we he got of like you know, when he started a drink, which does sound weird or bad, but like we just finally had something in common other than sports. So then all of a sudden we, you know, we're drinking buddies, but, um, all right, I'm going to take a, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. 
If you're a fan of Real Housewives, Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, or any other shows on Bravo, you know that being a Bravo fan is basically a full-time job. On the Mention It All podcast, presented by Betches Media, I, Dylan Hafer, am keeping you up to date on all things Bravo. Plus, you'll get to hear some of your favorite Bravo celebrities and media personalities mention it all about what happens on and off camera. Search for Mention It All on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to this episode of Pillows and Beer. Uh, I'm on the second half of the episode. Hopefully you enjoyed Austin's beautiful presence. Beginning of this episode, coming to you from Europe. Uh, me and Nick Norris are now back in the States. Uh, make sure to check out our merchandise on pillowsandbeer.com. We've got a lot of merchandise from our first tour, which, you know, some of it says toxic and things like that, which we've gotten a few questions about. That was just us leaning into people calling us toxic. And it was kind of funny to be like, yeah, well, it might be a little toxic, but I'm certainly a good time. Uh, and then obviously TV, we had no idea what was going to happen. Didn't age well, but now it's funny again. So we've got some merch from our first tour. Also on our website, you can find old episodes of ours, but like Hall of Fame episodes. Ones with Spencer Pratt, Paulina Gretzky, Kyle Cook, Justin Anderson, Tom Schwartz was one of our guests. Sarah Gretzky, Cameron Eubanks, professional golfer Keegan Bradley, professional comedian with a Netflix special coming out, Jared Freed. Um, Jordan Andino, he has his own Netflix shows, professional chef. Kate Chastain, uh, professional X Games snowboarders, Scotty Lego, Jack Matrani, um, and a bunch of other ones. So, anyway, pillowsandbeer.com. Jared Freed is the best because before the besties and everything, that's easily one of my favorite moments from this show because when you, you call everyone your best friend, and when he came on, you're like, oh, yeah, this is, you introduced him as Jared Freed. He's one of our acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and we were all like, you call everyone your best friend. And this is the first time you say this. No, so, yeah. He, um, I don't know if we can announce his show yet or not, but he will be on, uh, in two weeks, I believe. Uh, he will. So we've got him joining us. We actually have, uh, Lisa Barlow joining us um later next week and we've got spencer pratt coming back on we have a bunch of awesome guests lined up for the next month a couple of athletes um but yeah i uh, special has been announced so we're good okay good uh yeah so i'm i'm up in the new york i actually i just did the nice little four-hour drive uh back up here i'm gonna fly out of new york um Oh, Nick, I wanted to catch everyone up on our conspiracy ramblings, as some people will call them, or just us telling you guys what's going on in the world. But these whistleblowers keep coming out, which, you know, are they going to end up dead? I, I hope not. If they don't, does that mean they're not telling the truth? Are there too many eyes on them? Who knows? Obviously, we want everyone to be healthy, but it'd be a scary world out there with as powerful as some of this stuff has gotten. But this guy went on um, the show, Sean Ryan show, which I watch um, and follow on TikTok because I love watching how he cuts up his podcast into clips. And he's had some of the most legendary, incredible uh, Delta guys on there, Dev Grew, Team Six and all that stuff. Um, a bunch of Rangers, CIA assets, 
um, uh, what's the CIA's private army called? Whatever it is, they're not considered military, which is nuts. But the CIA's contractors. So he has a lot of those guys, at least the legendary ones that have come forward to speak. There's a lot in the shadows, obviously, that we'll never know about. Um, but this whistleblower went on there and said it was talking about some of that South Pole stuff that I was mentioning. How I think there's a lot of action at the poles, which kind of like out of Transformers, you know, like so far away that we'd never know. Um, because the poles are actually a lot, lot further than people can imagine. And, um, I mean, did you hear some of the stuff he was saying, Nick, that he like, that some of the technology there is just something that we can't even fathom. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like what you were saying, we, uh, like last time when we were talking and that we just, in 30 years, it'll be normal technology, but by then there'll be a hundred years in advance of technology. So some of the stuff that he was talking about. And when it comes to whether they'll be killed or not, is it, do they sound crazy enough to the majority of people that they're kind of like you will both be discredited or. Well, it's just, it's just like, that's their tactic. Like a lot of the government just wants to discredit people and make them sound crazy. So like, look, if you said the CIA killed JFK, you were made to seem like a crazy person. People probably got fired. They were called spinsters. Hips, I don't like, believe you know. he, they killed JFK, though. Okay, we'll take... But His they mom. just released all the documents. Yeah, the who, what I mean is there's a lot of conspiracies that all of a sudden they say, like... I mean, there's some ones going on right now that I'm not going to talk about because the world's not ready for it. But we are seeing living proof that what a lot of people said over the last decade or five years or even closer is true. But, you know, they have this information, misinformation campaigns and they make everyone seem crazy. But just for fun, I mean, are you allowed to put a clip of this? But he, like, we are based, so he talks a lot about directed energy weapons, which I don't fully understand yet, but he said we're all about to know what they are, but they're well, outfitting one like of the what, Like a small version is like what those the Russians hit us with in uh, Cuba or whatever. We're like, yeah, it's stuff like that. That we continue to deny. And like a lot, like these people have permanent migraines now and stuff from our embassy. Well, we're outfitting our newest aircraft carrier with a directed energy weapon. Yeah. Yep. It's got like a, you put it on the front. It's some of the technology. Are they laser? It's not laser in that sense but it's similar it's like it's energy waves so it's like radio waves but it's you hit it with a tone and then we're also developing rail guns and everything that they keep putting out clips of developing when i think in reality that's already been developed but they're making it look like we're 30 years behind of what it actually is i wonder if there's going to be like a private clearance rooms for some of these weapons on the ships there has to be like it's not going to be run out of the main weapons well it's not even that they'll be on like specialized destroyers and everything that it'll be every single sailor on that ship will be you know class classified because a lot of these ships will now be using ai and everything so you won't need as many sailors yeah it's just with the and for freedom of information like i think they'll go after the freedom of information but it's gonna be hard to quiet everyone so it's fun to just listen and hear some of this stuff and um you know you never want to be scared you want to be wrong yeah and it's embellished but i think a lot of i think in that embellishment there's a lot of like truth to it yeah don't be scared but be aware that's what i would say um continue to live your life but um know that a lot of this stuff is being used to help us it's not all bad right 
Right. Just and look at the Oppenheimer movie. We developed the atomic bomb and when people didn't realize it. Um, well, there's a lot of schools of thought on that, but you'll talk to most. Um, here's, here's something I'll tell you. We are still using purple hearts today that were made in World War II back in the 50s to prepare for the invasion of Japan. So we made oh, yeah. so many purple heart medals because that's our projected loss of life was astronomical. Yeah, it was like one million casualties was a rough estimate of uh, not just not just death, but like injury, everything. Um, it might have even been higher than that, but it was um, it was an astronomical loss of life if we did not drop the atomic bomb. And I know a lot of people have theories on it, but. It's also because a lot of people aren't taught history anymore. And so well, they're just like, oh my God, we killed all those people. And you're like, yeah, it sucks. But we also dropped a lot of pamphlets. We well, did everything Warner we could. Brothers Japan, I don't know if you saw, they released something. They're mad at Barbie because I guess they put out a quote, like, you know, like a tweet or something. It was like Barbenheimer. And it was like from like the main Warner Brothers account. And so now like Japan's all pissed at them for like celebrating it, which I can sort of understand. But well, no one, look, and no one, you, you don't celebrate the bomb, right? Like it's still awful. Like it, it real, like it, it destroyed a lot of people's lives and killed a lot of people. But it also, at the end of the day, like Japan was not going to stop. No, they just weren't, and that's what people don't understand these days. Even like when you're taught, like in school, you're like, well, of course they would have surrendered. People don't no. realize we were firebombing Tokyo for years, and they weren't doing anything. I mean, their their way of the their, the samurai on the kamikaze, like it just it was fight to the bitter end. Yeah, they weren't going to stop, and so you can have whatever opinion you want, but at the end of the day, you have to consider everything that was going on. And um, uh, I have not seen it. Um, I wondered if there was what kind of undertones there were, or if it was an accurate. Um, but yeah, speaking of that, I mean, not that, but and living your life um obviously between the time you talked to austin and the time you talked to me we found out that austin cloud passed away from euphoria um uh, you know prayers to his family um they just lost you know his dad you know last week and it just you know just it, i wish more people talked about it but like you don't know what people are going through and somehow we have to find a way to connect you know more and check on each other but i mean my friends do um you know they they randomly send me not i'm using me as an example as in saying like sometimes i get random texts from friends just like hey just checking in on you I haven't heard from you in a while and i i try to do that with other i'm people. terrible at that i need to do that more and look instead of cutting that i'll explain what i mean because i didn't meet to make that about me at all i was just trying to use an example that mental like stuff can really really you know i've had some dark times and it's just um and my friends know that and it's just that's you know just prayers to their family and, and no i trust really me that. if anyone knows about mental health it's it's me I as well have gone through some dark times, so we needed to get into that. I don't need to put right. people out. No, but um, I'm just saying, like, you're not alone if you're listening. Yeah, and um, and reach out know. to us. We I read almost every email. If you're going through something, just reach out and honestly, we'll bring it up on here. We'll answer anything, or just if you want to, you're our besties. So yeah, or we'll send you a private video. 
Yeah. You don't want us to talk about it. Um, but yeah, so we don't have to harp on it, but shout out to him. Um, then there's, you know, there's, there's awful, you know, every death's awful, but then you have the daredevil, you know, that climbs those towers and he finally fell, which I, I can't watch those videos because my, I lose my stomach cause I, I can't do heights. Um, but you know, I tried to make some sense of it that he he lived in maybe in a different dimension. Maybe his mind saw things differently, and to him up there, he was the most comfortable. You know, well, that's like that Alex Honnold, that free solo, the, those guys who free solo those mountains, and they know that at any second they don't like being filmed because they know at any second they could slip and it's over. But at the same time, that they're at their freest moment when they're just a thousand feet up with no ropes on him. Yeah. So this guy that passed away, um, you know, he's the one that would, would climb to the top of buildings and use the GoPro to take a picture. I mean, it was truly incredible what he was able to accomplish. And on this one, I guess he, he fibbed to the security downstairs and said that he was visiting a friend on the 40th floor. And by the, by the time they realized, um, he was up there. So yeah, I, you know, I, and so that also rolls into, I hear Austin said he wants to hike, um, you know, Everest, which. We wants to or, do the base camp. He doesn't want to do Everest the, completely. He just wants to hike to base camp, which in itself is like a week long journey. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause you like land in Tibet and then it's like three to four days to go there. It's actually longer. Cause then you got, and then you got to wait for a day or two to like recoup and then you hike back down. Yeah, I so you have on here. Is there anything life threatening you want to do? I've got this is a two part question. One, that's not the reason I don't want to do Everest. I just, to me, there's just other challenges. Like, I feel like I would challenge myself in a business way, you know, or something like that, that kind of, um, that keeps that box checked because it just be like really cold and shit. I'd love to do something that wasn't that cold. Like I respect <laughs> someone, but like, I don't want to be cold. Like I, if, if I wanted to hike Everest, I would go try to be a soldier, you know, a soldier, but I, I don't want to put myself through some of that stuff. Um, if I had to for my family, then I would hike Everest. If they were like, your family's going to die. If not, then I would try to train and hike Everest. But for me, it's, Okay, hot take or freezing cold take. I think it's pointless. I don't see the point of climbing a mountain. Um, oh, I shit. really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed a hike I did once in Aspen during the summer, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool up here." But um, yeah, you need I, to watch a couple of those like climbing documentaries, like The Alpinist. Um, what's the ice one? That's another really good one. And it just, sh- of course, and one of them, most of them are dead by the end of it, but, but that's what they, that's what they live for. Seven peaks. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. See, that's, that gets their rocks off for me. No. And do I want to do anything that's life threatening? Not because it's life threatening. There's things that I want to do that probably are life threatening. Like I love like helicopters, which are really dangerous. Um, you know, yeah, but, you know like I mean, I'm like, not like would you go skydiving do you have any interest in doing that no because I don't like rides you know I've, sharks 
I've swam with sharks on accident. Well, I mean, like, I was well, spearfishing, like, you know, I knew sharks yeah. around and I've dealt with them. Skydiving, I'm not a big heights guy. I haven't heard anything bad ever said about it. Everyone that's ever gone skydiving said it's amazing. So that tickles my fancy a little bit. Um, I'd love to be forced out of a plane, but I don't want to. Like, I would, like, I don't know. But, like, I'm a calculated risk guy. I hedge all of my risks. So, snowboarding even like one of my buddies wants to go heliboarding and i do too but not if there's like cliffs involved like if it's just like a foot of fresh snow and i get to go ride that and it's safe sure but i don't like putting myself at unnecessary risk i guess i'll say that well, and my that only s- vice is you see that video of that snowboarder that like just randomly got saved because that guy was skiing see and that just, and just i went can't right i don't I've worked very hard to put that out of my head because I've gotten stuck before. And fortunately I was able to get my way out, like dig my way out. But like, yeah, that, that like, it's stuff like that, that, you know, haunts me. Yeah. Um, That's rough. Like that makes that was like, I'd love to do like snowboarding like that. And then I see videos like that. I'm like, Nope, I don't want to, that would be my luck. I mean, I like challenging myself, but I don't, you know, if I fail, I mean, you know, no offense to like the submarine people, but I would love to go on a submarine. That is on my bucket list. Like if I'm ever on someone's yacht or get a chance to go on one of those submarines, like to me, that would be awesome. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to go, that I want to go see the Titanic. Speaking of submarines, did you see that the co-founder of that now by 2050 wants to put a thousand people on Venus? Yeah, I mean, at this point, do they just get funding for having big goals? Like, kind of reminds me of all these specials we're watching on like Netflix and Apple TV that are like, you know, she basically promised like the whatever that she is, she just went to jail, but it's like she promised this. Oh, and so everyone, yeah, or like we work, they promised this. So they got a whole bunch of funding. Yeah, pretty much. I, I get, I mean, it's just so bizarre. Why do we have to go colonize Venus of all things? Like, and who wants to go there? I don't. It's hot as shit. You can't really do anything when you get there. Yeah, I I just, I don't, I I really love being in like the apartment here. Like I love being in the apartment and watching movies and just relaxing. Um, Having one of a rebel rabbit, having a rebel rabbit and just chilling. Yeah, uh, I love being in my backyard. Uh, I love spending time with friends and family. A lot of those things are isolating activities too. Oh, like big wave surfing. I have way too much respect for the ocean. Like I love surfing, but that scares the shit out of me. Like oh, if yeah, I we could... were surfing at the beach and there's a shark in the water, I was like, oh shit. Really? Where? In North Carolina. Like I came in, and then ten minutes later, my mom hops up and goes, "There's a shark in the water." I'm like, oh, you're just screwing around. Nope. There was about an eight or nine foot shark that was just swimming about four feet from the shore. You could see its whole backside out of the water. And there's just groups of people swam right up and swam away. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I haven't seen, uh, maybe I have it from the shore. But um, I want to say one thing about uh, Cardi B, and then we're going to do a fan question or two. All right. Then in that case, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break, Greg, and we'll be right back with this episode of Pills and Beer. All right. Welcome back to this episode of Pillows and Beer. Um, yeah. So the Cardi B thing, I mean, what do you think of her hitting 
the fan with a uh, microphone after getting hit with a beer. I'm on Cardi B's side, so I don't, I don't know yeah, how. I, mean, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, did she get a little aggressive? But it's in the heat of the moment. No, someone you throws throw something a beer at you. If you throw a beer on someone, you deserve to get hit in the face. I mean, we have to bring back common sense. Like you used to get punched in the face for doing stupid shit. In our parents' time, you got punched in the face for talking shit to people or do or if you throw a beer on someone, you got punched in the face. Yeah. But now everyone sits behind their computer and says shit, and they never get punched in the face anymore. Like, imagine thinking you can throw a beer at someone and there not be consequences. No, yeah. I got no problem with getting punched in the face. The only time I have an issue is when they take it too far and you beat the, you end up beating the shit out of the person. Well, Just, yeah. I'm not saying you should get yeah. repeatedly punched in the face, yeah, but no, you got to get popped a, in the nose. Yes. You deserve to get instant karma. There, and that so is the thing. I only, my only question was, I was like, yeah, but did she hit the right person? That's what I was worried about. Apparently she hit him like square in the face. <laughs> well, that's a good throw. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, and you're not going to do it again. You get punched in the face, you're not going to do it again. But the microphone, I think it was an equal thing. I don't think security needed to like roll on him or anything, which I don't think they did. But they just dragged him out of there pretty much. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And I think, I also think you should be publicly shamed. I think like on your dating profile, it should say, this is the guy that threw a beer at someone, you know, a woman. The problem is that might give him a lot of street cred. Which is stupid. That shows you how how screwed we are, Nick. That shows you how screwed we are. Oh, cool. Like he's a cool guy because he threw a beer at a girl. Um let me let me answer a question. Um Okay. Need help picking out a gift for a girl. We've been dating for three months, but seeing each other for around four months. Do you count the hookup period or just the three months? I mean, this could go either way. I say you count you know, you pad your dating period because of the hooking up period. I think, you know, there's definitely some patience probably from both of you being like, all right, we fooled around for a little bit, but now let's date. Um, I, I, I say you count when you, you know, the hooking up period, obviously you want to play safe. Yeah. You want to be dating or you want to be buying a gift after three months anyway of dating. So I think the fact that you are buying a gift, shows that you have some history but yeah play it safe but you don't have to do anything crazy but definitely treat it as if you were together for six months but anyway that's this episode of pillows and beer check out pillowsandbeer.com for all our newest merch our old merch our new drops episodes coming up past episodes follow us at pillows and beer on instagram follow me sewing down south follow Craig Conover Foundation on Instagram. It's just Conover Foundation. We're actually about to run a big drive for teachers. We are having a hard time keeping track of all the messages that we get that say, help me clear my list. I would like to, but I have not figured out how to help a lot of people. Instead, it looks like I could just help one at a time. So what we're doing is we're raising money at the Conover Foundation, the Craig Conover Foundation. Um, And then we're going to have an application process and try to help a lot of people on a medium level instead of just one or two people at a big level. So check out Conover Foundation on Instagram um, and follow Nick's companies and uh, we'll see you same time next week. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, 
other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.